Hey, hey, Rebel. Last week was my birthday, September 8th, and growing up, I always hated when my birthday fell the day after Labor Day, because it was also the first day of school. Meaning, I was starting something completely new. I was surrounded by strangers, no one knew my name, no one would be wishing me a happy birthday, there would be no cupcakes for me. And not only that, I was shy. So it was anxiety producing. So my birthday was a complete bummer. And I swear only people born on September 8th, like Pink and Senator Bernie Sanders, can know my pain. But even though my birthday fell on the first day of school, and that sucked, my mom always made sure to do something that would bring me a bit of joy on that day. Maybe it was a surprise extra birthday present, a cupcake, or even ordering pizza and chicken wings on a Tuesday night. And on today's episode, we are talking all about joy in business, marketing, and life with my guest, M. Shannon Hernandez. And she understands and has cracked the code of importance of joy in your marketing. And as you listen to today's podcast, think about what's not bringing you joy in your business and your marketing, and how can you make it more joyful. Before we dive in, let me introduce you to Shannon. She is all about that joy in life and business, and specifically is known around the globe for her joyful marketing methodology. She works with online coaches and consultants, teaching them how to market and sell from a place of joy first and build a profitable business that includes abundant time off. Now, I'll be back at the end of the interview to bring you some of my big takeaways and give you some questions to reflect on. Enjoy this conversation. You're listening to the Rebel Uprising podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping passionate business owners become recognized leaders who make more money and impact the world by turning their messy, complicated ideas into thriving thought leadership businesses. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Mazer, and I'll be your no BS guide in the art of building a business that gets noticed. Each week, I share strategies, tools, and insights on how to turn your complicated ideas into great messaging and solid business structures. Are you ready to create an uprising in your industry? Let's do this. Hi, Shannon. I am so happy to have you on the Rebel Rising podcast. Welcome. Thank you. I am fired up today. All right. So why don't you just take a quick moment and introduce yourself and then we'll dive into the three-word rebellion questions. Yeah. So I am Shannon Hernandez. I am all about joy. If it ain't joyful, we ain't doing that shit. That's the motto that runs my life, runs my marketing consultancy, runs every single action that I take and make and how I choose to live my life. All right. Then that leads very naturally into our first question of, tell me all about what you're rebelling against. (laughs) I am rebelling against anything that doesn't bring me joy. And not just me, but everyone else. Over the years, I've cracked the code, if you will, of 
boundaries and living joyfully. And I am really excited to say I am here to help people get into the zone of joy. All right. So can you say a little bit more about what doesn't bring you joy? We'll start in business first. (laughs) What doesn't bring me joy in business? Shitty (laughs) marketing. I hate it. I hate it. I hate the word should. I do not want to write a book. I already did that. It ain't joyful. Not right now. So I'm not doing it to write another book. Other things in business that don't bring me joy is low prices. So I don't charge low prices. (laughs) You want to work with me, you're going to pay for great joyful marketing strategy and consulting. Creating graphics doesn't bring me joy. So I don't do it. I pay someone to do it for me. So it sounds like you are very, very clear on like what gives you energy, what doesn't give you energy, what brings you joy, and how did you come about that clarity? Well, I came about it by being in such a state of unjoy. I didn't even know I was there. I was sitting at my apartment in Brooklyn, New York at the table, and I literally looked up at my spouse and I was sobbing. I had been journaling and I said, I don't even know what to do that's joyful anymore. Like I've been on robot mode for so long that I don't even know what brings me joy. It's Saturday and I'm sitting here crying because I can't think of anything to do that I would enjoy unless it was work and I'm burnt out and I don't want to do work. And my spouse looked at me and said, we're going to the park to throw a Frisbee. And that was the moment that changed everything for my life. I love that. That's such a What a gift. Like, that's such a great, like, five-second moment of transformation. Mm -hmm. Now, kicking and screaming to the park, I'm like, (laughs) I suck at Frisbee. This is not going to be joyful. But what it did is it disrupted my pattern of what I had been doing. And it opened my eyes. And the next day, Michelle, I made a list called my joy list. I have lived off of that list, added to it, had fun with it, things like sunset sunrise, massage, going to the spa, my morning cup of coffee. And I find joy and find things to do that are joyful from my list. And that list literally saved my life. So what inspired you to create a joy list? Well, I was scared because that moment before the Frisbee, I could not think of one thing that brought me joy. And it was really like a reality check. And what I realized is that I just wasn't connected to what brings me joy. I didn't even know how to answer that question. And so even with my clients now and with the work that I do, we all start by creating a joy list. 20 things that bring us joy that don't cost money and 20 things that bring us joy that could cost money. And then we always have that moment where if we say we're bored, if we're upset, if we are restless, if we are overworked and burnt out, we say, go to the joy list, find something just for this moment that you can do that brings you joy. That's awesome. It reminds me, um, one of my friends, and she's a past guest of this podcast, Tara Newman, she talks about creating a thrive list. What do you need in order to thrive in your life? And it's so amazing that some of those things, they, they don't have to cost money at all. No. One of my clients, her favorite thing is the smell of orange when she peels an orange. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, sometimes we really think, but that's on her joy list. And so if she gets agitated, upset, restless, whatever, what's she do? She goes and she peels an orange. 
amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And joy is so personal, right? And so this is one of the things like you asked in the beginning is like, what is not joyful in marketing? This is why my marketing company is thriving is because we actually live all of us by the slogan, if it ain't joyful, we ain't doing that shit. <laughs> and so I took like the joyless concept, if you will, of personal life, and we just transposed it over into business. What would bring you joy here? Okay, podcasting, great. We're going to do that. We're going to make it joyful, the process, right? Yeah. Such a little, I don't want to diminish it because when you wake up every day and you focus on joy, your entire life changes. It's available to everyone. It's accessible, but I, it's a new way of thinking about joy. Yes. It often reminds me when I talk with my clients and we're doing their marketing plan after we've created their message, they're like, I had a client and she doesn't need very many like people to run her business successfully. She's like, I don't want to be on social media. And I'm like, you really don't need to be on social media. Nope. Like, like you don't have to. Like there are like a million other strategies that you could use that are more you, more aligned, that can still get this message out into the world, that can still get your work into the world without you having to show on, up on Facebook every single day. And she's like, really? I thought I had to be on social. I'm like, no, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the back end of rebelling is like in the work that you and I do with marketing, we rebel against what everyone says you have to do. (laughs) Yes. Marketing or otherwise. No, we're not doing it. (laughs) It's not joyful. We're not making people do it. And we're not certainly wasting our time and energy doing it either. Uh, Yeah. And that is freeing. That's ultimately liberating. Yeah. So with that, what kind of change do you want to create in the world? I am working on a new project, if you will, all around joy. And one of my ideas, you're going to be the first to hear this. Ooh, Ooh, breaking news. Get ready. (laughs) (laughs) I want to create a joy meter. Mm. And this joy meter helps you see how you can increase your joy just by 1% every day. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And so it'd be like, using the joy list, practical joy tools, whatever it is. But Mm -hmm. imagine how the world would change if we all increased our joy 1% every single day. Ooh, that'd be huge. Huge, right? And by the end of the year, you'd be 365% or more joyful. And so would I. And can you imagine how the world would change if everyone was more joyful? Yes. It's mind-blowing to think about because... In some ways, it reminds me of James Clear's Atomic Habits. He always talks about like that 1% improvement in your habits and how that compounds over time and how this joy would compound over time. Yes. That's really like the change is to help people see not only how does your whole life improve with just a 1% increase in joy each day, but then... How's the world change if we're all operating from a place of more joy? Mm -hmm. And guess what? I don't have the rest of it figured out yet. I just know I want to call it the joy meter. (laughs) I would also think even from a place of resiliency, oh, it would make people more resilient when they're going through difficult times because it would give you more tools in your toolbox to deal with those times. And one of the things that hopefully we have time to talk about 
is this compelling, often combative phrase I use, which is joy is a choice. Mm -hmm. I really believe that. I believe that I get to wake up every day regardless of what's going on. I had a surgery that went way, way bad. I almost died just a couple months ago. And I still chose every day to do something to increase my joy or to find the joy in the situation. Mm. Not saying it was easy, but it was a choice. And I felt better because of it. So this idea that joy is a choice is really important for, I just think humanity in the world we're in, that we can actually have control over our joy, even in the worst circumstances. Yeah. And I, I might be totally wrong with this about this. So I'm going to preface that. But back in my graduate school days, I had some of my colleagues were in health communication, were doing some research on like laughter and happiness and medicine. And they found that people who could access joy or laughter actually had better healing outcomes. There was a correlation. I know correlation is not causation, but and there was actually, there's like a health benefit for being able to access joy or happiness as your healing. I think there's some science out there for you to go and research into as well as you're starting this project. We hear it, right? We often hear that people are healed from things that we wouldn't think people could be healed from just by their mindset. Guess what? That's a choice to believe that or not too. (laughs) Everything comes down to what you choose to believe in the end, right? I can tell you that I went in March 5th for a hysterectomy and it went really wonkers. They found way more going on in there. That was the first thing. Then I went home And then I had complications. I didn't know it until I went back for the week follow-up, but I was, I was almost dead. I was like in kidney failure. Oh man. It was horrible. But every day I was like, oh, I'm getting better. This is just part of the journey. One, because I didn't know. Right. And two was like, okay, I can't go to the bathroom. (laughs) as Like Uh, how I would want to go to the bathroom, but I can sit here and look at the sunrise. That's what I'm going to focus on, right? Now, when I had more information and I realized I needed a catheter and all this other stuff that had happened, I still found joy in getting the catheter. Mm -hmm. I still chose to find joy with a week at home with a catheter. I focused on not the catheter because that was actually not joyful, except it was saving my life. But I focused on the other things that created joy. And I tell you, I was in and out of the ER two times over the next two weeks because things just weren't right. For anyone listening, this was also during the very first outbreak in New York City of the pandemic. It was crazy. Everything was bonkers. And when I went back to my doctor, he said, everything that could have gone wrong with this surgery went wrong, yet you are like one of the most joyful people I've ever had the pleasure of working with. Mm. And he said, and you've healed so fast, despite all the things that could have gone wrong, went wrong. And you know what? That was all I needed to hear that the shit that I'm doing is working. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think that's a really powerful message, especially as we're recording this in full transparency. It's April 20th, and we're still in the middle of this pandemic, in the middle of the the stay-at-home orders, and it really is the choice of looking at the little things. Like, I'm still grateful, like, going out on a walk and seeing the trees bloom. Like that brings me joy or hanging out with my cat and petting him. That brings me joy. And it's like finding those little moments every day and cultivating those. Otherwise, yeah, you can get into a really dark place really, really fast if you're not actively finding those moments. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that I'm going to be talking about is this idea of total immersion. Mm. And here's the difference. If you are petting your cat and checking Facebook and responding to texts, it's not joyful. No. Because it's not total immersion and petting the cat, right? And so there's this book that I'm reading called Flow. It's a beautiful book about the psychology of getting into the flow, which I would call joy, getting into your joy. Yes. It's all about the brain can get into the flow and you can find that euphoria, that happy moment, whether it's three seconds or three days, three hours, whatever it is, but you have to be in complete immersion. It's mindfulness, essentially. You have to give attention to the one thing that you're doing that brings you joy for you to actually experience joy. And I think that's a really important thing that we're talking about here because You can't find joy doing three things at one time while petting your cat because your attention actually isn't all into the flow of petting the cat. Yes. Does that make sense? It does. It makes complete sense because yeah, your attention, your energy is split and you can't really enjoy like the feel, the texture of the fur, the vibration of the purring or taking notice of the whiskers, like all of that very sensory information that informs the experience. Yeah. And that produces that, that feeling. So mm-hmm. immersion is really important, like soul immersion into the one activity. And right here, I'm going to use soul as an S-O-U-L, your soul's immersion into the activity. Yeah. And we live in this society where we're so distracted by the pings and the Facebook and the Instagram and the endless scroll. Ugh. So... With that, I want to ask you one final question, and this one's always the doozy. So if everyone acted on your message that joy is a choice, what do you think the world would be like? Oh, it'd be the most amazing place to live in. (laughs) (laughs) Just on so many levels, right? Like we could just look at one tiny thing. Everyone would have food. Now that's a big stretch, but seriously, there's a lot of people who are really passionate about making sure everyone has food. If they lived in their joy of that and we came up with solutions of, we have a lot of food waste in this world, right? Mm -hmm. How can we actually solve that problem? Can you imagine? And then all the people who are literally starving and don't have food and can't access joy because they are starving, then have a chance at having joy because their basic need of food is met. Yes. So in the end, this is all to me about elevating the consciousness of the people and the planet through choosing joy. That is really what this project is about. 
Well, I am excited to see how this project takes form and shapes up. So tell everyone where they can find you on the interwebs. Yeah. So there's two places I primarily hang out. The first is my very awesome Facebook group called Marketing and Selling for Thought Leaders, where we only do things that are joyful. Yes. I'm a part of that group. It is very joyful. Yeah. And the other is my website, mshannonhernandez.com. I'm there, all kinds of cool stuff there, and people can reach out to me there if they want to chat. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Shannon, for sharing your joy with us. Thank you for letting me talk about joy. I'm so grateful that Shannon talked about joy, not only in her business, but also how it helped her navigate a difficult health challenge. Because feeling that surge of joy can really help bring an energy to our business that attracts the right people to us. And that helps grow our audience and our business. And as a rebel thought leader, my friends, that's what it's all about. So here are a few questions and one challenge for you to think about. The first question, where in your business are you shooting on yourself? And can you let that go. One of my big takeaways from this interview with Shannon is that we are constantly thinking we should be marketing in certain ways, and we don't necessarily have to market that way, especially if it doesn't bring us joy. So where are you shooting on yourself? The second question I have for you, how can you create content that brings you joy? If you're looking at how you're currently putting yourself out there in your marketing, how you're creating content, is it lighting you up? Podcasting lights me up. Your content creation should light you up. So evaluate it. Is it bringing you joy? And if not, how can you make it joyful? And finally, the challenge create your own joy list. I love this activity from Shannon. List 20 things that cost money that would bring you joy and 20 things that are completely free that bring you joy. Because the happier you feel in your business, the more ease you'll create in your business. And before we sign off, if you want to learn how to market your business in a way that is simple and capitalizes on your unique strengths, and that, my friends, will bring you joy, I'd love for you to get on the list for my upcoming live yet virtual workshop, Marketing Uprising. Create a 30-day marketing plan that actually results in sales. This workshop will be happening the week of September 28th. During the workshop, we are going to connect your marketing with your sales. So your marketing actually leads to people paying you. We'll also be creating content that people will want to engage with. So people will think, wow, you're reading my mind and get out of my head. And then finally, we're going to develop a simple, simple marketing plan that you'll be able to stick to and that you can rinse and repeat each month. So if you're interested, get on the waiting list for Marketing Uprising at drmichellemazur.com slash list, and you'll be the first to know when I open the 30 spots for enrollment. That's drmichellemazur.com slash list. Until next time, 
Here's to your joy. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of the show. Your support means the world to me. Did you know the Rebel Uprising podcast has a quiz that can help you pinpoint the number one way to build an audience of super fans while staying true to your unique personality? We do, and it's called What's Your Rebel Roadmap to Exponential Impact and Influence? And you can take it at therebelquiz.com. If you're loving the podcast, do us a favor, rate and leave us a quick five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps more people like you find the show. Until next week, remember, your ideas matter. And now get back out there and cause an uprising in your industry. You got this.